You're listening to the Call Kent podcast, where Kent C. Dodds answers questions and gives insights to software engineers like you. Now, let's hear the call. Hey, hi, Kent. Um, my name is Sumit. So I have been going through the exercises of advanced React patterns part in Epic React.dev course. I've watched your videos about some of them, like um, state reducer pattern. One thing that I'm struggling with is how do you decide when to use which pattern? For example, um, is there any case when you will choose compound components approach over, say, um, state reducer pattern, if that makes sense at all? Um, thanks. And that was the call. Here's what Kent had to say. Hey, Summit. Good question. So uh, the just for context for everybody, the Advanced React Patterns Workshop on Epic React has a number of patterns that we show, and I'll just read them out. We start with context module functions, then compound components and flexible compound components, and prop collections and getters the state reducer, and then control props. So starting from the top, context module functions, um, I don't really have a whole lot of use cases for that anymore. And that's the reason why if you look at the next branch um, on, uh, on that repo, uh, that, that one's removed and replaced with a new pattern that's a hooks pattern called the latest ref pattern. Um, so yeah, context module functions, uh, yeah, there are very few use cases for that one. So I, I wouldn't even bother. Um, compound components, on the other hand, is widely used by a lot of libraries um, that are like UI libraries. Um, so not necessarily like it's basically you have a, a UI component or a set of components that kind of work together uh, to to create an entire experience. Um, and you don't want to have uh, the users of these components to have to manage any state. So you want to manage that implicitly. That's what compound components are for. You think about it like select with option as like your HTML elements. If you use a select without any options, it's useless. If you use an option without a select, it's also useless. You use them together to create the select UI that we're, we all know and love. Um, and that's what compound components is basically. So there, uh, I give some examples of libraries that implement this pattern and it's widely used and, and very very helpful <clears throat> and so like the idea is how do i make it so that um, i can manage state internally and let the consumers of my components kind of position things and uh, where they will go um, the other thing is like you could implement like a, a accordion or a tabs ui as a single component it's just that the API for that will be really annoying. You'll have a lot of different props and configuration props. And then if you want to start positioning things differently or you want to put something in between two of the elements or something like that, um, you have to build an entire API for that. Whereas compound components, because I'm in charge of rendering things and put, placing things where they go, it's just a lot more straightforward. And so I'm a big fan of compound components as a pattern. Uh, the prop collections and getters, that's still also a, a really useful pattern um, that I, I kept around in the next version uh, in the next branch. Um, and yeah, Ryan Florence likes to call them peanut butter props um, or peanut butter hooks because you spread the props um, on the components that you have. So this one, um, it's kind of like the next level up beyond compound components. So it's like, I, I still want to manage the uh, the state myself, but I don't want to implicitly manage it. I, I want uh, people to be able to access it directly, to be able to, to use it maybe in uh, additional hooks or uh, to be able to completely render whatever they want to render um, for the input or whatever uh, 
components that need to be rendered. Uh, so that's kind of where the prop collections and getters comes in. Um, state reducer is kind of like, okay, I, um, I'm managing this state for them um, as part of what I do as a library or as a, a package. But um, sometimes the decisions that I made on how I manage that state um, don't jive with what people's use cases are. And so rather than building in a bunch of use cases uh, or like a bunch of if statements to handle use cases and, and um, you know, props for configuring all of that and whatever. Um, we just expose the single API that just allows people to completely control what happen or what state changes um, are made when a particular event happens. So like the user hits the key down or, or the user uh, selects this item or whatever the, the case may be. <clears throat> and so this is like giving a lot of control over how state change or what state changes are made when there's some sort of event. Uh, control props is the next level beyond that, where uh, rather than managing it internally myself, I'm actually allowing people to manage it externally from me. And so this is like people want to um, use the, um, the UI that you've built, but they want to control uh, the state and how it's managed and when it gets updated. So this is like state reducers, except not only do you get to control uh, what state changes are made, but you also get to control when those state changes are made. Um, and so, yeah, that, it's a lot of control, but it also means that the consumer has to do a fair bit extra work, um, which is sometimes what you want. It just kind of depends. And what makes control prompts tricky is when you want to have a component that can do both. Uh, where it can be controlled in some situations and not controlled in others. Because if, it, if it's completely uncontrolled, uh, then there's no reason for it to manage any state internally, right? Um, and so, yeah, it just gets a little more complicated if you want this component to support both, kind of like the input um, element in, uh, in React, where you can set the value and stuff. So anyway, that's that's the uh, all the patterns that I have in the the workshop, and those are that's the way that I think about these things. So hopefully that's helpful to you, uh, Summit. And um, yeah, as far as like like a general principle, I can't really uh, say um, uh, like generally. It's it's more like um, try to figure out what problem problems am I having. And how can I solve these problems? And, and now that I know what these uh, about these patterns, is there a pattern that will solve the problem that I'm having? So anyway, hope that helps. Hope you have an awesome day. We'll see you. This has been the Call Kent podcast. Learn more about Kent at kentcdods.com and get your own questions answered at kentcdods.com slash calls.